what's up? You are now tuned into the 100 Podcast. This is episode 32. I'm your host, Shook, along with my man, Tay. What's going on, Tay? First of all, why why you <laughs> giving an introduction smile and nigga like you couldn't even get what to you work? Mean, cool? <laughs> <laughs> he had a smile on your voice. Now I'm laughing at Coco because she was expecting me to mess up like I usually do. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah I'm on y'all point. know how I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm on point. Got that playbook written out. You got the playbook written out. Yeah, I got my words written out. What to say? So, yo, we're going to say it's Friday. As you know, the usual is Friday. We we recording. And um, again, one thing, I think, me personally, I want to thank all our listeners, man. We had a great week last week. A couple of good episodes in the in the bag. So, oh, yeah. man, y'all keep showing up, man. We keep delivering, man. Uh, you know, that's all I can say. I mean, you know, I, I thank y'all niggas for sure. Yo, I want to I wanna say thank you to all the listeners that were positive about Eva coming on, talking about financial literacy. Oh, yeah. Because that was a, that one right there was a good one Thanks, um, yeah, yeah yeah a lot of people i even had um some of my friends that listened that said they really enjoyed that one yeah i even started another savings account off that episode yeah she asked about you too yeah. <laughs> word, word <now. laughs> so you know um yeah you're right you're right absolutely right so you know But we go keep Banging them out We got a, another Great episode tonight Oh yeah You know yep. what I'm saying We got a special guest Special my, guest Yo honestly My first time Meeting this man But yo He's so So cool And smooth And this woke. nigga's a, Woke This yeah. nigga probably yeah. This nigga fucking Intelligent as shit yeah. You know what I'm saying <laughs> I just have a great Conversation yeah. I, can, I can appreciate A great Convo man yeah. No matter yeah. where I get her from you know, someone you know, you, you kind of challenge you and make you think about what what is being said and w- what state we in. So, oh yeah, we got the one. Uh, no one. I mean, I can't put my words together. I've been drinking handy, but <laughs> the nigga from from my man from B more Baltimore, Baltimore. He's you know Baltimore. what I'm saying? That's Baltimore, right. home of the wire. Home of the wire, uh, home yeah. of the corner, home, home of the corner. corner. Uh, there you yeah. go, home yeah. of the Ravens, home, home of the Ravens, two-time uh, Super Bowl champion. <laughs> home of the crab cakes, home of the crab cakes, blue crabs. Okay. That is Phillips Harbor, looks in the market. Okay, <laughs> hello. That's where they send the niggas to shop. <laughs> so we got no other. Got to go to Lex and Mark. <laughs> so we got no other than Super Dope Ryan on the show, man. What's going on, Ryan? Hey, what's up, man? Thank you guys for having me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, yeah, man. Every time I come to Charlotte, I have a great time down here. Okay. The food is good. Yeah. Ambiance is great. I see so many black folks with money. <laughs> good, good thing I'm cleaned up. Boy, look, I go back to Baltimore. I tell niggas, I'm like, you wouldn't believe them niggas down south is eating good. <laughs> good. T- look, I took a picture at my girlfriend's apartment complex. I put yeah. it on Instagram. Niggas talking about what resort were you at? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yo. It really, that's how it is. Tell them to come back home. Slave oh, yeah. with, you know? come back. Y'all got to, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's something special happening down south. So it's, the, I feel like, but I feel like every few years, black folks have like a huge migration back mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Because in the early 90s, mm-hmm. when Atlanta was building, yeah. a bunch of black folks moved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when I go back home to Baltimore, I always tell people that Char- Charlotte is a city in the making. It's really building up. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, man, I've seen a house. Two hundred thousand dollars, four bedrooms, two car garage. I said, "Shit, let a nigga get two hundred thousand dollars real quick." No man, good to go. <laughs> but yeah, 
So I'm really thankful to be a part of this oh, podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you, you coming on, me. man. Appreciate you for coming on. I'm a Shut photographer. Up. I'm a filmmaker. You can check out my work at um, Ryan's, with an S, uh-huh. Ryan, R-Y-A-N-S, filmreel.tumblr.com. Okay. You can check out my film reel riseproductions.com a lovely birthday gift from from a boot thing and also and, and also Aww. like say yeah. um send me the links and we'll add it to the show notes also appreciate that so much and Thank and also we need to you know go ahead and introduce one more guest just uh-huh. in case we got the little s dot what's going thing. on s dot what's up how you doing today <laughs> she planted she planted the corner <laughs> for real yeah. kind of hungry but yeah. Yeah. oh man yeah Should've playing shy brother <laughs> <laughs> but yo, speaking of oh, so S dot, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, um, I'm originally from New Jersey. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, living here in Charlotte, so okay, that's cool. Can't that's go cool. Back, yeah, I think I'm gonna be here permanently in the South <laughs> okay. somehow. But yeah. Just a little bit about me. A okay. lover of all HBCUs. Yes, a lover of all HBCUs. <laughs> Supporter of all things black. Okay. So. Clap it up. Clap yeah. it up. Yeah. 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 It's like Issa Rae. So what you support? Everything black. Yeah. Everything black. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's okay. That's She's cool. down for the cause. I'm telling you. So, so Ryan, um, Ryan's, I, I, he sent me some of his work. And yeah. I mean, the short films he had. Is is super dope and fucking amazing, man. And like, I watched like uh, one in particular back to back, and it was about you know, roughly just to kind of give some cliff notes. It was about this young lady who was trapped, and I'm um, well, she was in, you know involved with sex trafficking. And it was very dope, man. So, I mean, if you can, can you elaborate on that just a little bit because I that that one really touched me. Sure thing. So, um. <clears throat> There's a a book called Hope on the Highway written by Nicole Lee. And Nicole Lee is a sex trafficking survivor. And as a survivor, it's extremely important to share your story. And Nicole Lee was able to, um, I mean, she endured some extremely difficult, extremely brutal things. And, you know, she made it through. She was willing to share her story, and uh-huh. she hired my my little production crew and I to bring her story to life. Okay, Hope on the Highway. We shot the trailer for her book, and um, it was a great experience. Um, shout out to Nicole Lee, and shout out to the organization Nicole Lee Soars. Soars mm. is an acronym. Okay, and um, yeah, survivors all across the board share their stories, and that's extremely important. And um. Make sure to check out for Nicole's book, Hope on the Highway. Shameless plug, by the way. Okay. But, um, yeah, but no. But in all seriousness, though, I mean, <clears throat> this is a woman who survived insurmountable odds, and she was able to overcome it. And um, yeah, shooting the trailer for it, it was something that was difficult because it was an extremely sensitive topic. Uh-huh. But man, Nicole Lee and her crew and, and, and everyone who worked with us on that really did a great job of bringing it to life. Um, Nicole Lee's daughter played her mother okay. in the trailer so when you see that young woman and that's Nicole Lee's daughter and man he did a great job of bringing it to life and I mean <clears throat> I think you really have to what makes that book 
and that story extremely special is you know the mother is sharing her pain and her daughter is it's reenacting yeah. the pain yeah, yeah yeah like a lot of people couldn't yeah. do that yeah, yeah. You know? I was going to say that had to yeah. be hard to do yeah. and, but when you have purpose <laughs> mm-hmm. and I learned this from working with Nicole Lee when you have purpose you make mm-hmm. things happen mm-hmm. okay and an entire community. Nicole mm-hmm. Lee has surrounded herself with people who motivate her and who push her. Mm-hmm. And um, major props to her for what she was able to do with mm-hmm. that book. So you guys be on the lookout for that That's book. Okay. Hope okay. on the Highway by Nicole Lee. And uh-huh. the organization is called Nicole Lee Soars. Okay, so one, one question. What, um, what led you to getting into the filmmaking? Well, um, I've always been a writer. Uh-huh. Um, I've been writing since I was old enough to listen to hip hop. Okay. Um, I listen to hip hop. And for me, the storytelling in hip hop is what always stood out to me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I would close my eyes and I would picture what the video for whatever song I'm listening to would, okay. would be. You yeah. know, use yeah, my imagination. Yeah. And um, so from that, I would write stories and et cetera, et cetera. The problem is when I go to school and try to let my niggas read the stories I wrote, get that yeah. shit out of here. Yeah. Trying to read. <laughs> niggas ain't reading. Read. Right. So black man, read black man, read black man, read, <laughs> read black man, read. Yeah. yeah. Yes. That's what we need to do, brother. That's true. That's right. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yes. So I got into filmmaking. Um, I had a class by a professor at the time. He was like 24 years old, but he was my professor. I was okay. a freshman. M.K. Asante Jr. He's a really great brother. I took his class. He had a class called It's Bigger Than Hip Hop. Okay. I only took the class because it was called Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. But he's a really dope brother and he was a filmmaker. Okay. And one day after class, um, I told him how I wish I could be a filmmaker because my family couldn't afford to buy me a microphone and an audio. This yeah. was 2007, 2008. Okay. So the internet wasn't popping the way it is. Right. Now, yeah. You know? <laughs> so um, with that being said, I was doing great in MK's class. MK told me he was making a movie mm-hmm. called The Black Candle with Maya Angelou. Oh. So he asked me if I wanted to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hell yeah! Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what got me into filmmaking. And then I began to transition. Instead of writing these stories that I uh-huh. felt like no one would ever read, I would write scripts. Yeah. I would write film treatments. And then that's how I was able to... But for me, filmmaking has always stood out to me because... Um, as far as writing goes, uh-huh. transmitting stories through film works because people will sit down and watch something yeah. visual. Yeah. Right. It's difficult to give somebody yeah. a book and say, check this out. Yeah. So that's that. And um, visually, because there's there, film is audio and visual. It's mm-hmm. what you hear and what you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Juvenile has a video called Ha. And yeah. That, yeah. that is what made me right. start making movies, man. I yeah. watched that video and I was hypnotized by yeah. what I was yeah. seeing. Yeah. I, could, I could not believe it. Uh, once I got into college, I, I showed MK the video and I told this is why I want to make films because mm-hmm. of this video. Uh-huh. And he explained to me that there's a dichotomy that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I realized that for me, so with Juvenile's video, Ha!, 
when you watch the video, mm-hmm. you know, him and his crew, they got on a gold necklace, yeah. mm-hmm. gold teeth, the Ferraris in the video. Yeah. But that Ferrari is parked inside of the poorest hood in mm-hmm. America. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, so mm-hmm. the dichotomy with that video, Juvenile Ha, look yeah. it up, y'all, if you haven't seen it already. The dichotomy <laughs> with that video. I hope they yeah, 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 yeah. You'd be surprised. <laughs> the dichotomy with that video is I might live in the in the worst hood, yeah. I live in the brokest mm-hmm. ghetto. But don't I look good though? I might live right. like I'm poor, but mm-hmm. I don't look, look like, like I'm poor. poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's real. That's mm-hmm. real. Right, right. So the film that I'm working on now, it's called Undo. It's an, it's another short film. Um Tiara West is a filmmaker. She's from Baltimore. Uh-huh. She's currently in Atlanta. And um I was talking to her and everything about budgeting the film and mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. And I'm telling her, I'm like, listen, we don't have no money to be making yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she tells me, she's like, look, this might be a low budget film, but it don't have to look like it's a low budget. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. We going to make this shit look good. And but you know to make it even bigger for us as, yeah. as African Americans in America, you know whatever we go, th- we might be struggling, but we don't look like we struggle. Right? We're, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't have to. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, histo- so. that's historically though. Yeah. We always make the best out of what we have anyway. Yeah. Where I mean, work. think about your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's think real. about what we eat. So right. food. You know I mean? <laughs> we take the table scraps and we turn that into an actual right. meal and yeah. and make that shit work. Yeah, work, have a whole work. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know that's uh and we we just skipped over a petty nigga moment, man. We, 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 we oh, oh, oh. listen gonna be mad as fuck at us. Okay, we'll go ahead well, and do it real quick. No, 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 no we, no, we, we, no, we no, good. We good. Okay, we y'all keep good. Rolling. Okay, yeah. we got y'all. Trust next week. me, the pettiness will kick in. We'll creep up in order. But what I, you know, what I, um, I was doing some reading and then just kind of piggyback off what y'all was saying. How we as as it's always been our thing is black people take something from no, from nothing and make something out of it yeah i don't know if y'all know this but jack daniels finally after all these years finally admit that it was a black, black man, man to help yeah formulate jack daniels what it is now no we like, knew that i mean i mean yeah you <laughs> tell know that, that to the white people we already yeah. knew but they but that's what i'm saying but a lot of people didn't know like they finally get this yeah. black man his, his credit, credit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know what i'm saying like he he kind of like helped with the whatever how it make that shit i mean that? i i just think that if you sit down and read like that's more so telling them because we already know yeah. I mean we built the world you might as well say we built it so it, it, I'm not surprised you just you just make it publicly known oh yeah that's it yeah, this is new to y'all yeah, we already <laughs> we already right. but, but even with that you know what will happen is you meet these house niggas who only uh, believe it a white man gotta say it for them to believe right. it right. let me go find a white girl to tell you what I just told you right. niggas to believe that this is actually yo I actually got a funny story for that petty nigga moment yeah, yeah, yeah it's petty <laughs> so so um, in one of my place of businesses, um, a lady came in, mm-hmm. black lady. Said, I'm gonna set it up. She's a black lady. So to make a long story short, she had a check that had another person name on it that she don't really talk to, and it had 
her name on it, on a check. All right. So she was trying to take this check and buy something with it. Right. So come on. Like if I come in the store with my name on the check, with Coco name on the check or should name on the check. Yeah. And I try to buy something. It's like, where the other party? They need to sign off on it as well. Mm -hmm. So she was like, hey, I want to buy this item with this check made payable to me and this other party but this other party he's not going to be able to come here and sign off on the check because y'all still accept the check i said we can't i was like have you check with the bank so they won't do it i said try to check cash so they won't do it so i tell you what she said go get go find an old white man and he'll know exactly what to do i'm like <laughs> what like what type of mindset do we in as a black woman that you not taking what I'm telling you is the truth, but if a white person tell you that, it was he knows more than what I'm telling you, and what he says is true. It's house like niggas. <laughs> exactly <laughs> what I took it at. From the house I mean, straight house nigga. Yeah, yeah, and and and, but there's so much of that though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we devalue each other. We mm-hmm. don't appreciate each other. But let these white folks come out and do the exact same, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. and we accept it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that um, and here I go divulging into hip hop or whatever. But <clears throat> I think that like Eminem's a great example of that, though. Like, yeah. Eminem gets credited as being a super dope MC and whatever, whatever, whatever. For me, I've always thought that like, yo, there's so many great MCs who are so much better than Eminem. Mm -hmm. But they ain't white. Mm -hmm. So you niggas don't pay them no mind, no whatever, whatever. And 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 that's um something that you know, I just feel like thanks to the power of the internet, yeah. Is it we're slowly breaking out of that way of thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Okay. Do you think Eminem is to hip hop as Evis was to rock and roll? Meaning, you know how they say Evis stole. Well, then. Okay, go ahead. So you know know how they said that Evis saw. You know the whole story about how Elvis, like, they took this from the black person. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do we need to go through the list? Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> whose music he stole? Well, and well, Little Richard. And all the, the Rolling the Stones yeah. and Little Richard yeah. and all of the black folks. Yeah, who, and then they made it popular. He did it. It went through the roof. Do you think that's Eminem on, on the hip-hop, in the hip-hop world? I think that... um Eminem's story is really unique yeah. because Eminem, first of all, Eminem is a great, Eminem and Jay-Z are perfect examples yeah. of what great marketing looks like. Okay. They they need to teach these classes in college. Mm-hmm. Eminem's career should be a marketing course in Jay-Z's career, especially Jay-Z. My God. <laughs> I feel like Jay-Z's marketing team, they got to have some type of... Let me whisper when I say this. They might be listening to me now. <laughs> I feel like Jay-Z's marketing team has like a master cell phone where they just send out a massive text saying, uh-huh. our leader's under attack. Mm-hmm. Every time Jay-Z gets criticized. Yeah. Back to Eminem, though. So with Eminem, man, I think for me, I was a fan of his music before I heard the the track where he was dissing black women. I was yeah. a really big fan of his music. When I heard the track where he dissed black women, 
I was not surprised. Uh-huh. I, I wasn't like, oh, wow, he's re-. I already knew he didn't like black women when I uh-huh. heard his first album. Mm-hmm. But we're going to go back to the Remind me to come back to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it comes to Eminem, without question, he was able to take bits and pieces from from black artists, yeah. underground mm-hmm. artists. Uh-huh. And I think that um, why it worked is because Dr. Dre. Yeah. Gave yeah. him the stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jimmy Iovine gave him the stamp of approval. True. And that is why it was able to work. Because mm-hmm. we, everybody in this room is a black person. Uh-huh. So when Issa Rae comes out with a book, we all want to buy that book. Because we want to see that sister win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Issa Rae comes out with a TV show. We all watch it. Mm-hmm. We want to see her. Cam Newton is in the Super Bowl. We cop in that jersey. Mm-hmm. We yeah. want to see. And it's not a black thing. It's not a white thing. People want to see their own people win. True, mm-hmm. true. Which is the crux of Eminem's career. I think that when you listen to Eminem's music, the first album, yeah, uh, Bad Meets Evil, he has a song. Royce the Five Nine totally outrhymed him. Uh-huh. The second album, Sticky Fingers totally outrhymed him uh-huh. on, the al- on the song Remember Me. Mm-hmm. So it's not a question of whether or not Eminem is the nicest. Yeah. He has been outrunned. Mm-hmm. But what happens is when Black Thought makes a song uh-huh. where he's going against conventional norms, uh-huh. we don't pay it no mind. Mm-hmm. When Eminem does it, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because as black folks, we've been conditioned to applaud white people for their mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You see a white guy on Instagram dancing or whatever, mm-hmm. and don't don't the black kids super overreact mm-hmm. when they see him dance, right? Uh-huh. Right. And it's yeah. mediocre. Yeah, yeah, point. That's true. Yeah. In, in the NBA, these mediocre white guys in the NBA, don't they get turned into supers? Wasn't mm-hmm. Dirk Nowitzki a fucking supers? He ain't better than <laughs> Kevin Garnett. Come on, man. Right? The great white hope. Yeah. And, and this is constant. And Eminem provided that for the hip-hop community. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of college yeah. kids went out and brought his album and Marshall Mathers LP. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he's not nice, because he is nice. Yeah, I've listened to a little bit of Eminem on the way up here a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But when you listen to his new shit now, it ain't the same. I I never li- I never heard anything past... Uh, it's just certain songs I, I, I never hear the whole album yeah, like yeah, always yeah. it's certain songs like if I listen to Eminem which is rare it's like uh, cleaning out my closet yeah. uh, staying uh, the way I am yeah pretty much all the mm-hmm. serious songs he got like mm-hmm. pretty much those never I've, I've, I've I can't name no other songs that's on this album right. or, you know, for, I can't even name the album name for me and this isn't me hating on Eminem. Uh-huh. For me, what I find so insulting is when you Eminem has an interview he did. Uh-huh. I, Ice T has a joint called "The Art of MCN" or "The Art of Rap." That's what yeah, it is. yeah. And Eminem told you, Tretch was his inspiration. Uh-huh. So Eminem gets all these awards and these accolades, but the black man who inspired him mm-hmm. to do what he does, Tretch yeah. from Naughty by Nature, mm-hmm. what he get? <laughs> Shit. When you listen to Eminem's new albums, mm-hmm. it sounds so much like Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Oh, I do? Yeah. He's totally biting Tretch's flow. Totally biting mm. Tretch's flow. You know? Mm. So, I mean, I think that we have to be cognizant of those type of things. Mm-hmm. You know? But, but let me ask okay. you this. Do okay. you think that, because with hip hop, 
I think the numbers are 70 to 80 percent of hip hop audience who actually support it are white, mm-hmm. in particular white men. So yeah. I think sometimes that's that's kind of like going back to what you were saying. If you want, we want the people that look like us to win, right? Right. If they are the supporters of hip hop or the people, when I say supporters, meaning who actually go out there and pay for the album, who actually download the music, who's on iTunes, who's going on Spotify, they they see a guy that look like them, they're going to support him. That's probably the reason why he's the biggest artist in hip hop because of just that simple fact. I mean, I'm not saying I'm right. Yeah. I'm just thinking that's no. You are right. Yeah, I'm saying that, that you are yeah, right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I think that with 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 Eminem. First of all, make sure you guys don't take my word for it. Go online. Get your Google on. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go to Google and type this in. Get your Googles. Eminem played rock stations. Uh-huh. This new generation looks at Eminem and they see a legend and all of that. Yeah. When Eminem came out. I remember being a teenager thinking, it's so weird uh-huh. that in Baltimore we have this station called 98 Rock, uh-huh. but they would play Eminem's music, but he's a rapper. Uh-huh. He's the only rapper that the Rock station would play. play. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why are they playing his music? And I thought it was just a Baltimore thing. What happened was I went on, I, I like to... I don't like to speak unless I can provide receipts. Yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> so I got to know what I'm talking about before I start talking. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Rock stations would play Eminem and they didn't play Eminem because he's a rock artist because mm-hmm. he's white. Mm-hmm. That's uh-huh. it. Right. MTV gave Eminem a one week special mm-hmm. the week before his album came out. Uh-huh. When have they did that shit for some? Who else have they done that for? You know what I mean? Nah, this, they, 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 ain't the best, they, they, they ain't the best in supporting us now. Yeah, they, Beyonce yeah. ain't had a one week special. No. Yeah. They had Eminem hosting TRL and shit. So, but my point is, though, that, um, you know, so to, to your point about Eminem and the, um, the marketing and the promotion and all of that uh-huh. and, and the support. The support, the white people going out and buying the albums. Well, they got the money to do that. So that's why they're going to do. When yeah. you were 15, could you afford to buy Illmatic? Shit. <laughs> well, I, was, I, I, I didn't have right. no job. I was 11 when Illmatic came out. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I know for me, I didn't have the money to go out to the concerts and support mm-hmm. whoever my favorite artist may have been, you know? Yeah. But um, I think that for black people in general, that's really what a lot of that is. We not buying the bootleg or we not download back when people did download. We wasn't downloading because we wanted to. We didn't really have the money to go out and buy. That's what that is, though. (laughs) So I just think that um, a lot of what happens is. And this is why the internet is so dope to me, Mm -hmm. because Uh the internet has fractured corporations. Yeah. And these corporations have what they used to do was these corporations would create manufactured art. 50 Cent is a corporate yeah. manufactured mm-hmm. artist. Yeah. He got shot and he wears a bulletproof vest and mm-hmm. what a, what yeah. nigga you know in the hood walking around with a bulletproof vest. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? But, right. but Interscope created this image for him where he yeah. drives a bulletproof Jeep. Yeah. What? 
What? Yeah, and they went as far as um, remember they used to create the bulletproof T-shirts with yeah. the G unit on there, yeah. but yeah. it's not a you know what I'm saying yes. like a vest on the T drawn on the T-shirt. Yeah, I think so the internet exactly done, right. done kind of made it where you don't need the corporation; the corporation needs you now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and artists can be their self. Yeah, and that is mm-hmm. that is what is so important. And I want to say this on the on the ride here. Uh huh. I was listening to a song by The Roots called I Will Not Apologize. Uh-huh. And um, man, The Roots are so special to me. Uh-huh. If you listen to this, pause it, go to Apple Music, YouTube, whatever. Uh-huh. The Roots, I Will Not Apologize. Is that a, uh, one song or that's an album? No, that's the song. It's okay. A song. So in The in the Roots. Which, which album is it on? It's on the album uh, Rising Down. Okay. Okay. Yeah, rising down. This is the one where they did the joint with Wale. Okay, yeah, I was talking about earlier. But no, no. So I will not apologize. In the the second verse, I believe, I can't remember the MC's name that they had. Yeah. But what he did was he gave an excellent example of how record companies record companies sign artists. Uh huh. And then record companies are essentially paying artists to feed into the stereotype that they would like. Uh-huh. So let me give you this sledgehammer. Let yeah. me give you this bulletproof uh-huh. vest. Let me give you this this uh-huh. home girl in the thong with the whatever, uh-huh. whatever, whatever. Yeah. And now we're going to pay for your video to get made. Uh-huh. And Most Def has a song also called Trigger Warning. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The song is called The Rape Over. Uh-huh. He's essentially talking about how corporations and corporate mm-hmm. companies are taking advantage of artists financially, mm-hmm. limiting them creatively. Yeah. And let me get back to the main point of this, though. Um, the Internet, because it, it put power, it put the power in our hands. We true, have a true. voice now. Yeah. I mentioned Issa Rae earlier. I feel like I'm hogging the mic, so I'm going to be quiet. After no, you good. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're a guest. You're a guest, man. I mentioned, I mentioned Issa you Rae earlier. You are the future guest tonight. It's all good. Yeah. I mentioned Issa Rae earlier, and in her book, Awkward Black Girl, mm-hmm. um, she talked about how once HBO hired her to mm-hmm. make her show, yeah. it became very clear to her that the problem is not that Hollywood executives hate black people. Mm-hmm. The problem is Hollywood executives are are what's the word I'm looking for? Hollywood executives are um okay, okay, let me read. Black people are almost invincible to uh-huh. Hollywood executives. Black culture is almost invisible uh-huh. to Hollywood executives. They are okay. not aware of our uh-huh. everyday right. Black. So it's like out of sight, out of mind. Like exactly. if, if like if I don't see it every day, I'm not going to acknowledge it because that's not my reality. So then, okay. when, and this is why insecure is so important and so deep mm-hmm. and so dope. Yeah, because this is a woman who has black women writing for her, telling their stories, mm-hmm. and you know what I'm. I just met you two brothers right now. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure if we start talking enough. We'll find commonalities with it. I'm pretty sure you had your homeboys over at your house playing GoldenEye 007. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm pretty of sure course. y'all used to. I'm pretty sure y'all used to wrestle in the backyard doing the Stone Cold music and shit. You know what I mean? Of so, course. Exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. these are commonalities. And I want to branch this conversation out because um, Issa Rae is a is a woman of color who tells her story. Uh huh. She's, she's dope. Yeah, she's yeah. dope. Yeah. It's true. And 
I feel like for us black men, we had our chance to tell our story. When rap blew up, yeah. we wanted to talk about bitches and hoes smoking yeah. the chronic yeah. and shit. And yeah. times have changed. And now it's time for the our sisters, women of color, to tell their stories, you know? And I feel like the best thing we can do is support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think. No, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go, 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 he go. took a deep I, I breath. Think, I, think, I think ATL is one of those things that's coming from, well, everybody can relate to it, but it's coming from a male point of view. Atlanta? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, I think that's one show that is. And the thing about that, you're absolutely right. Like, white Hollywood, white America don't. Um, we are invincible to them until your kids are now involved and you're trying to figure out why are they so involved? So now you're doing this and now you're making money off of that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like maybe it's the, our generation or younger that's getting more involved in our culture. So it's almost like they have to, in order to understand their kids, they gotta understand us, right? No, I agree with that. I was just thinking what you were saying, and that I, I've, because I, I have encountered situations where dealing with an older white person, they, what I do day to day, they really couldn't wrap their mind around me doing it. Doing handling what I handle for them, you uh-huh. know they yeah. in their mind they they're like that's not ideally I wouldn't deal with you on this level mm-hmm. right uh-huh. mm-hmm. now excuse me sir where's your white boss <laughs> <laughs> do you have a white man watching over your decisions or, uh, better yet he's right or he's like you know I prefer somebody that's look more identical to maybe him or what mm-hmm. he's comfortable with if it doesn't look like him what he's comfortable with hmm. on the other hand there's a young a, a, a younger white person who saying hey I think he's perfect for this role like yeah. what what nigga wouldn't have the job yeah. if he didn't know what he was doing yeah like yeah Hello. pretty much like what, <laughs> I think you know this is 2018 let's open my, let's open our minds here and let's mm-hmm. accept change and cause diversity is a great thing because if we all sit here and thought the same how the fuck can we push anything forward you know yeah. what I'm saying I'm just mm-hmm. always I'm always puzzled by that cause I've had one of my yeah I don't wanna say the word I okay. normally say but I had one of my I'll say it for you <laughs> I don't know what the word and what you trying to say um <laughs> but it's it's a word I use, you know, amongst my friends. They think it's funny. But anyway, uh-huh. my Caucasian counterpart, I had one of them tell Caucasian me at work, oh, you're accomplished. I'm, I'm impressed because you're accomplished. And to me, I just found that puzzling that somebody would think you couldn't do what you do or do you do what you do or I uh-huh. do what I do. And because it all goes back to the beginning of time. What do you mean? I mean, I was here first. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? Everything that you do is because of me. And just because we're in a negative light, uh-huh. because maybe... Um, you have certain um, younger people in our community that don't understand their wealth or where they come from doesn't mean that 
we don't we can't do what we do we're highly intelligent we taught you all of this so if anything i should be impressed with you for picking it up that's just how i look at it so i'm always kind of taking a bat when people but you gotta go back to what ryan was saying like if all right if you don't deal with something every day like it's like out of sight out of mind like i'm not gonna know how okay that's just like if i don't live around any people who who is gay or the lbgqt whatever community right uh-huh. if i don't There's live so in, many letters so many letters they change they actually yeah they 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 much love to the lbgqai yeah much love to y'all um, don't think you're under attack. You are uh, not no, under no, no, attack. No, no. I repeat, we are all out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay. I love y'all, but I'm just saying, if I lived in the box where I didn't experience that, uh-huh. right, then I'm put in a situation where I am confronted with this. I, I'm not gonna know how to act. Like I have family members who they freeze up when they're around with certain individuals who's not who chooses a different. You know, uh-huh. sex, whatever the case may be, because they that's something they don't encounter every day. So, like, to my point, like to your point, is maybe they didn't ever seen a successful they because if if they watching movies or they watching TV, this is why it's highly important to be careful what we portray as black people because if they only experience what a black person is watching the te- watching what they see on TV, they'll automatically assume that. That's how all black people are. Like some people that don't think outside the box and say, oh, this is sheer entertainment. They just associate that as all, that's every black person. You see what I'm saying? I got right. you. Yes, I, and I agree with that. But then it also comes back to, um, yeah, you inside this box. Yeah, that's what you see on TV. But just like Ryan said, we as black people have to read. But then when it comes to the reading that we read, whether it's black people or white people, the truth is not told. So now mm. you don't understand mm. why we are as a, as accomplished as we are, because that got erased when you were sitting in the classroom learning history. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So... Now all you have is erase history, number mm. one. Mm. Number two, what you see on on TV, and number three, in which how you grew up. Hello. And and whoa, the sister said something right there, boy. The sister said something right there. I'm gonna tell you know yeah. I used to deal with that in the workplace. Like like when I was much younger, when I was fresh out of college, I ain't there's no secret I went to HBCU, but when I was fresh out of college and I would deal with you know, some of my our Caucasian brothers and sisters, or I deal with them, it, it was like we in the room and he could be saying he could be saying something that's Caucasian brothers and I sisters. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I'm trying to be political. When did they become your brothers? Yeah, right, when did they right. become our brothers? I missed that memo. When did we become? But nah, I'll right. come back to that. Let me know when it's my turn. I, I got you. But what I'm saying is they would be in the room. He could be saying something that's f- completely wrong, mm-hmm. completely fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. He said that shit was so much conviction. He said that shit was so much confidence. Dog, the room would buy that shit. Yeah, they. And my mom be like, "Yo, that shit wrong as fuck." <laughs> like, I know it's wrong. <laughs> that shit wrong as fuck. Like, yo, but they be so bad. Like they said, like I never, like I couldn't understand, like how they get to that, like how you get to that level, like. 
Cause me, I struggle with that. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Cause you know, you coming from if you coming from the bottom, just like that story I told you earlier. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have the mindset that yo, if they saying it, it's real. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's, it's the right way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that, that's that value system that yeah. we talked about earlier, where we don't value what each other has to say, but. Mm-hmm. It, Eminem said it, so it must be true. (laughs) Right. But I think that there's a lot to unpack based off of what Coco said. Mm -hmm. Uh And and there's a very much lot to unpack. I just finished reading David Peisner's book called In Living Color, Uh the story of 90s black comedy. Mm -hmm. It's excellent, Mm -hmm. excellent, but you're Mm -hmm. not going to regret it. It's the story of the TV show Mm -hmm. In Living Color. Uh And um, I'll try to make this brief. <clears throat> brief. Um, Keenan Ivory Wayans in that uh-huh. book, he talked about one of the the pain in the ass problems that he continuously mm-hmm. had to deal with. Uh-huh. And it was that Keenan intentionally sought out comedians who were extremely funny. Uh-huh. And Keenan said in the, in the book, he said, I don't want TV writers writing for my comedy show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want comedians who create characters. Mm-hmm. So he hired mm-hmm. comedians who create characters. Mm-hmm. And Fox was totally against that. Fox oh, damn. Said, okay, you can hire these people, mm-hmm. but I want you to have these six or seven TV writers. So what happened was Keenan essentially was forced to agree to have these white guys in suits writing for his TV show. Even he hired Jamie Foxx, uh-huh. who already is. We know Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. is funny. Yeah. We know Damon Wayans is funny. Mm-hmm. We know yeah. Kim Wayans is funny. Mm-hmm. We know that Kim Coles is a great actor. Yep. Jim Carrey is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tommy Davidson. Yeah. Keen- yes, yes. And Keenan Ivory Wayans, you know, in the book, what he says is he said, these people were brought in to watch over what we were doing. Yeah. Basically. That's why they were there. Yeah. Not because they played an essential role. You know? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then even even while you have these people watching us create what we are creating for our audience, we still have to go back mm-hmm. and answer to the Fox censor group mm-hmm. who wants to mute our voices time and time again mm-hmm. um for those of you listening who haven't seen the show and live in color check it out it's fucking hilarious <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> season one episode one go watch the whole thing it's hilarious oh yeah but um keaton ivory wayans and his brother damon wayans they wrote a sketch where louis farrakhan mm-hmm. louis farrakhan he uh, invades Star Trek Enterprises uh-huh. and uh-huh. he leads a revolt in mm-hmm. space where the minorities on the spaceship were getting mistreated and uh-huh. then they all come join his mm-hmm. side and they rebel against, you know, Captain mm-hmm. Kirk. Uh-huh. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. But when Fox create when he created it, he showed it to Fox and they were like, nah. <laughs> so Keaton Ivory Wayne, they told him, they said, listen, you got to hire it. This I got this guy from the NAACP. I want you to come talk to him. Keenan said, no, mm-hmm. he not blacker than I am. I'm yeah. not answering to him. Right. Look, Fox said, we got this guy. He marched with Dr. King. I want you. Keenan said, look, I respect what that brother did. Uh-huh. If that nigga ain't got no jokes, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. If he ain't funny, I don't need him. Right. Yeah. Right. But So my point is, though, that a, a lot of times, essentially what we do is, is um, 
we have white folks watching over our every mm-hmm. move and then that limits what we do what mm-hmm. we create subconsciously it has a damaging effect mm-hmm. why would i work harder why would i why would I attempt to achieve a new level of success if I know that these white mm-hmm. folks are on my back trying to prevent me? Football is the best example. The mm-hmm. black quarterback. Let that nigga complete one incomplete mm-hmm. one pass. <laughs> like Cam Newton throws one interception. Mm-hmm. The next day they saying that nigga never should have got drafted. Again. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is constant. But that, yeah. that, that's a microcosm of our everyday life. For black folks mm-hmm. in America, you know, uh-huh. and um, I was raised in the nation of Islam and there's a pro and a con. There's good and there's a bad side uh-huh. to being raised in the nation of Islam. But essentially, you know, I was always taught to dismiss what white folks have to say because it's damaging to your growth as a person. Uh-huh. You, you're seeking validation from a group of people who who acknowledge your success hurts them. Obama is the president. Look who they put in as president after Obama. The <laughs> least qualified guy. Right. Qualification. Just be a white man. That's and all how y'all do. feeling now? How y'all out there feeling now? <laughs> right. Just be white. Just just be white. And you in there. Uh-huh. But um, so, you know, for us, what's happening is this country is changing. Our lives are changing. Mm-hmm. You know, our generation is the most successful generation of mm-hmm. black people, period. And what happens is world star... And a lot of the, the viral videos that make us look bad, yeah. we don't give ourselves the credit that we deserve. Mm-hmm. There are more black millionaires right now than mm-hmm. there's ever been. Yeah. There are more yeah. black entrepreneurs than there's ever been, you know, and it's only going to grow and, and, and get higher. The numbers are only going to grow. We only going to be more successful. We're not about to move. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and if and look, if the. If the niggas try to stop us, we got the internet there to share our stories right. and yeah. everything. So yeah, that's a good thing about the internet, man. Yeah, yeah. We're strengthening and we're growing. And I think that a lot of the resistance that our community faces in 2018 uh-huh. is based off of our success. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, you touched on something. I just don't think that those positive stories get the light they don't they don't get the the proper due yeah. because you hear about you see world star and i ain't gonna lie i'm guilty of it i, I might law i might see something on face i'm on instagram or something on, i'm like damn yeah. you know and i'm looking into it reading up on it yeah. but it's all shit that kind of uh perpetuate the stereotypes yeah and there's people. nothing i i didn't mean to cut you off yeah. you're good but you're i good. got to say this though it ain't nothing wrong with that, man. It ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Look, listen. Sometimes, sometimes I want to sit. That's the truth. Sometimes I want to sit down and I want to watch Hidden Colors and I want to know about. I want to know about the people who played an integral role yeah. in mm-hmm. Haiti overcoming mm-hmm. colonization and enslavement. I want to know about the you know Haitian about yeah. I Right, right. I Listen, I want to know about the Black Liberation Army and how yeah. Asada mm-hmm. Shakur was able to escape. Sometimes I want to know that. Yeah. And sometimes I want to watch the Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. I can't believe these niggas is coming at NeNe yeah. sideways. Yeah. NeNe been schooling niggas about five years. Yeah. You, you can appreciate it. I can appreciate it. good episode. she gonna talk about NeNe like that? 
Yeah. <laughs> right. I got to see what Nene gonna hit them hoes with this week, boy. You know, we black people are not monolithic. Right. Yeah. You know, we don't all of us don't want to sit around and read Dr. King's books. Yeah. By the way, there's a lot of people who do not know Dr. King has authored multiple books. So make sure your ass get your ass on there and go actually read uh-huh. the books that Dr. King has written, not the ones about him, mm-hmm. the books that he authored while he was alive. Because mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of niggas don't know about. It. <laughs> but now you do know, so go look it up. Right, knowing it's happening. Next show we're gonna have a pop quiz for y'all ass. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, but and, but there's nothing wrong with that though. We are not monolithic. We all mm-hmm. don't want to sit around and be yeah. preached at. We all mm-hmm. don't want to sit around and preach. Yep. Mm-hmm. We like that have fun joke around and and we can't vilify each other for that because right. I, I oh i love me some reality tv black yeah hell yeah black yeah, yeah. crew and all of that yeah, yeah. hip-hop r&b yeah. D- tv one had a show called army <laughs> you remember r&b diva r&b diva yeah, yes. Niggas they try to convince a, me they had a r&b divas hollywood you don't yeah. know about it. How long ago was that? They came Hollywood Divas. Yeah. Hollywood Divas. And it was. had like people, you'd be like, dang, I was wondering what she was doing now. Oh, no, what's, what's homegirl name that was on Moesha? She oh, did the song. Cassis Vaughn. She was on there. She was on there. Latavia from the original Destiny Child was on there. Hell, they even had your girl from City High on there. Oh, Claudette? Yeah, you know, she smashed both of them. Both of them guys, yeah. She got killed by one of Yeah. But look, look. TV One flipped the get. They were so ratchet. They don't even show the reruns. Mm-mm. They don't even want niggas to know they had that show. <laughs> Hollywood Divas. Mm-mm. Was this was, before the Love and Hip Hop? It was huh? around the same time. The first before the Love and Hip Hop, with Mona Scott start coming um, out. Probably it? maybe a l- around about, the beginning or okay. Like, oh nine, nine, ten, eleven, yeah. maybe. Yeah, yeah, but let me. That was some top notch ratchet. Yeah. Look, you got to go on YouTube <laughs> and find because TV One don't even talk about that. We shit even had our own so version of um, what was that? Real World College Hill. Yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. College Hill. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, I remember College, college Hill. Was, Man, boy, them but, niggas love to fight, boy. Oh, Good yeah. lord, I was gee. Let me ask Glad y'all. I didn't go to their school. Let me let me ask y'all this though. If you think. If we if we are able to get reparations as we speak right now mm-hmm. as our ancestors who was who were slaves. Well, I asked for my forty acres and a mule on Instagram the other day. Well, thank you for thank you for cutting me off. Appreciate it. Clap it up for forty acres and a mule. <laughs> they can keep the mule actually. What am so I gonna do? I think I think what I read is forty acres and a mule is equivalent to roughly ten to twelve thousand dollars right now in our world today. If you do you think if we get paid reparations, would that offset some of the anger that we harbor or or maybe give a different outlook on for black people in America? No. I'm, I'm saying I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying that's why I believe. I'm just asking the question. <laughs> no, I don't think it will. Yes. <laughs> Damn. I was <laughs> <laughs> I wish y'all could have seen how she dismissed the microphone. Yeah, straight, <laughs> was like, nope. straight. Nope. You got some feelings? No. Not them hoes ain't ready for what she gonna hit them with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pass the microphone up. No. Who wants to go first? Who wants to go first? No, I don't think so. 
You don't think what? No, 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 no. Because the reality of it is you could give me my money. Actually, you're going to give me triple because I want my great grandmas and I want my great great grandmas because they ain't here to get theirs. So you're going to give me theirs and mine too. But it's still not going to make me feel any better. Why? Because y'all still doing the same shit. Even if you give me the money, you still think it's okay. Just like we went to go see the black, black Klansman. At the end of that movie, I was in tears because you thought it was okay for that shit up there in Virginia to happen so even if you give me my money what difference is it changing it's not changing anything you just giving me money that I'm gonna flip maybe invest pay something off yeah and the shit's gonna be the same tomorrow clap it up for the realness that yeah, she that's just true. <laughs> over the head with good that's true but I mean but that's true so I think what that, do you um, think so when it comes to the conversation about reparations um, it's very much similar for the sports fans who are listening. The argument against reparations uh-huh. is equally as silly as the argument that the NCAA makes uh-huh. when people bring up paying oh, college, college athletes. athletes. Uh-huh. Listen to this. Listen to this. A bunch of niggas who work at universities uh-huh. all came together and said, we can't pay college kids for playing sports because we don't know how we would pay college kids who play <laughs> sports. How the hell are you going to say that? What? Right. Who do you think you're fooling? Right. Don't tell nobody your school is a great school if you're going to... People who are paid to think uh-huh. are telling us we don't know how to do this. Uh-huh. But when it comes to reparations, it's the exact same. Uh-huh. Um, Dr. Raymond Winbush uh-huh. has a excellent book called why america should pay the case for reparations okay and he touches on so many i I, I mean his book essentially shuts down every single argument Mm -hmm. that could be made against reparations okay first thing that one of the things that he talks about is not giving black people actual money (laughs) you can give reparations without actually handing out checks Uh uh-huh um tuition is free for the right. people who's, who are the ancestors of children yeah. of slave. Because what you're doing, even free tuition, mm-hmm. you are offering an opportunity for an entire generation to escape poverty. Mm-hmm. So that's one way that you can do the mm-hmm. reparations thing without ever handing out checks, mm-hmm. you know? True. True. Another way that you can do it is, um, man, housing. Mm-hmm. You can provide housing. You can provide food. Mm-hmm. You can provide shelters. You can provide tax-free incentives. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, you know, one of the reasons why I'm anti-American and I live in America uh-huh. and and I don't plan on leaving America because my ancestors made a physical inv- Black people, listen to me now. <laughs> when you meet these white people who tell you to go back to Africa, you, you honestly all you gotta do is hit them hoes with the truth. It never <laughs> fails. You tell them, no, 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 no. My ancestors mm-hmm. made a physical investment. Mm-hmm. Okay? If if Ryan finds a plot of land and mm-hmm. then my brother right here helps uh. me build a house, mm-hmm. Ryan doesn't get to tell him, kick rocks, get the fuck out of here, this is my yeah. house now. Right. No, it don't work that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Our ancestors made a physical investment into mm-hmm. this nation. Therefore, we are old. You mm-hmm. are in debt to what we were able to do. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. And we got nothing out of it. Free labor. Right. Right. 
so now when it does come for the argument for reparations, there are so many things that this nation can do. And the most insulting part of this is that Native Americans who are 80 percent or more Native American received government funds, three thousand dollar checks every single month from the federal government for their displacement. This is not once again, I said this earlier and I'm going to say it again. Do not take my word for it. You should go online and you should research it for yourself. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know it's true. Oh, no, I, I know, know it's true. I got my money. Hello. I got but, my money. For look, look, let let now, me finish. Now, one last thing before, and I'm going to let you go, brother. Uh-huh. Um, in 1942, December 7th, 1942, Pearl Harbor was attacked by mm-hmm. the Japanese. All Asian Americans were gathered up and thrown in, in, in thrown inside of internment camps. About 20 years later, the United States of America acknowledged that this was wrong. Mm -hmm. They created a business incentive for Asian Americans who come here. They receive $5,000 grants to start their businesses. Once again, don't take my word for it. Go online, look it up. Uh-huh. And then you can leave a comment in the in the section for this podcast uh-huh. confirming that what I'm saying is right. But no, no. But that is the most insulting part because this nation has mistreated Asian Americans, mistreated Native Americans, and they have received what can be called reparations. But us black folks, we are the only ones who are discounted and we are the only ones who are called beggars Uh when we stand up and ask for that which is owed to us Uh Mm. i'm gonna finish with this when we started this podcast i told you all i graduated from morgan state university Uh earl richardson he was the president of morgan state university Uh while he was the president he sued the state of maryland The United States federal government sets money aside for historically black colleges and it sets money aside for state owned institutions. Uh Earl Richardson sued the state of Maryland and he charged them with failing to give Morgan State the money that the federal government set aside for Morgan State. Morris Brown, y'all better look into something. Hello. Now, (laughs) Now, this is unique because I bring this up because President Earl Richardson, he did not beg for anything. He had to go to court and fight for that which was owed to him. So when black folks stand up and we speak out for reparations, mm-hmm. we meet, the house niggas love to do this. House niggas love it. House niggas, bigots. Mm-hmm. What they do, they'll call us beggars and they say that we're begging for, we ain't begging for nothing. Mm-hmm. We are demanding that you do what is you do what you said. Mm-hmm. Lincoln said we would receive this money. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Lincoln got his ass got popped. He couldn't. He didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tupac got shot five times. He made it out. Fifty <laughs> got shot nine times. He made it. Out. Lincoln got. He took one, and that was it for him. <laughs> but he wasn't built. He wasn't built for this. Apparently, well, he did take one in the back of the head. Though. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, no. well I'm gonna give him his props for that. Then. <laughs> but but no no no. Seriously, listen. If anyone is. If any one of us listening to this podcast, if you take out a loan and then 
You change your mind. I ain't paying you niggas back. Yeah. No, that's not how that works. But when it comes to the federal government and blacks in America, uh-huh. that's what they did to us. Mm-hmm. They told us 40 acres in the mule. Mm-hmm. Lincoln got killed. The new president said, no, nah, fuck that. Rip that shit up. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. They call yeah. us beggars when we ask for that. Still behind which is an old. eight ball before we missed the but as you were saying, brother. Nah, yeah, you shit. You hit you, you did it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't and, know what and, to say. And and yeah. So in other words, to sum it up, reparations can come in other forms other than monetary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Monetarily. So um yeah, I agree with free education because that's part of the problem we have coming out of school we are isn't that something but do you see the quagmire the paradox they put us in they tell black people you go off to school get you a good education right Mm -hmm. get you a good job and your life will be better Mm -hmm. yeah i I, I did prez is one of my favorite hip-hop groups (laughs) okay y'all gotta check p-r-e-z dead prez Mm -hmm. so stick man is one of the one of the MCs in the group Dead Press. He said this. He has a song called um called um Independent Hustler. Get your ass on YouTube and look it up. Independent uh-huh. Hustler, Stickman said. He said, back in the slavery days, everybody had a job. Unemployment problems was solved, but we still starved. Mm-hmm. Tell me that's not the truth. <laughs> yeah. Niggas was working their ass yeah, off, and everybody had a job in the slavery days. But what's happened is they teach they teach black people to teach our children: go to school, get a job, your life will be better. Well, you go to school, you get a job, and now you got to pay a hundred, two hundred dollars in student loans, and then yeah. you got to go to the job, and you got to deal with these motherfucking white people who treat you like shit because <laughs> yeah. they think you a nigga, no matter how mm-hmm. educated you are. You this a monkey with a degree yeah. <laughs> and his office is next to mine mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take his ass some bananas for, for Christmas and there we go <laughs> do they have banana flavored fried chicken I'll, I'll get him I'll get him fried chicken and banana bread yeah. they like grape soda I'll take him that as well <laughs> that's what we got to deal with when we go Still, to work man he's stupid no that's real that's real I see it every day right and the, the stress that comes with that because mm-hmm. we're just trying to live and survive and mm-hmm. build a community and I've been getting so deep into everything we ain't even got into the the, the, the relevant stuff so I wanted to talk about Nicki Minaj <laughs> <laughs> Yo. have y'all listened to Nicki Minaj joint yet <laughs> we got to talk about it yeah. I haven't listened to her album you haven't listened to her album I'm, guilty I'm, I'm, I'm not a I'm not a big Nicki fan. Man. Okay. I, now, it's only certain okay. songs that I will listen to, but I was talking about this earlier. I, too, am not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, you know, I'm just not a big fan. The last thing I heard from Nicki Minaj where I was like, dang, she's spitting, was uh, when she first got with uh, Gucci Man. Damn, and she had a she had a free she had a freestyle she had a she had a freestyle called that was like iPhone five like she was had it that banana boat song no nah, it wasn't no? even a song she had a freestyle called uh itty bitty itty oh, bitty itty piggy. bitty little piggy yeah that's the only thing that's the only thing I heard that I was like yo she spitting oh, ever since man. then everything else go in one ear out the other man she got a joint with Lil Wayne on Lil Wayne I, I on don't the know new what, album Lil Wayne dropped a mixtape. 
I forgot what that shit called. Yeah. But there's a reason when though. Oh, uh-huh. but look, those of you listening, YouTube it. Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, five star. Man, Nicki killed that joint. I was like, whoa. I don't know, man. I, yeah, I yeah. think, man. Uh, y'all will probably laugh at the only song I like. Liked. Go ahead, go ahead. Moment for life. I'm just gonna be like, okay. Like, I'm, 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 I'm starting to think that Nikki. More, the more I think about it, I'm starting to think uh, Safari was doing some of them writing, man. You think so? Nah, she already shut oh, that she, shit down. She, she went. Said she it went. Wasn't true. Yeah, she might have said it wasn't true, but she. So in my eyes, she we declined. We don't know what she declined with her. So in that studio. Yeah, she she declined when her and Safari broke up. Was it was really interesting with the Ghostwriter thing is. Uh huh. It's so interesting to me how ghostwriters write all of these hits for everybody else. <laughs> yeah. But they can't yeah. come up with nothing for their motherfucking yeah. self. Yeah. It's like my nigga the dream, dog. I love that well, nigga, man. But he he he, he write for everybody else, but his shit is flop. His shit is dog. The drink yeah. delivery <laughs> is everything. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, the dream the dream true. should be straight to yeah. me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The dream. The dream the on dream. point. I like the dreams. Yeah, yeah that dream on point. Nice with it. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Lord. but I tell you what though. But um, like I'm a, just what well, you talking about the uh, Ghost Riders. One Ghost Rider that wrote a lot of good stuff and never could create nothing for itself was uh, Sauce Money. Yo, Sauce Money. Yes. Shout out to. Yes. Okay, hold on, hold on. I think I'm friends with him that's on a, Instagram. That's a throwback yeah. moment. A lot, a lot of you youngins listening, they're saying, "Sauce money, what is that?" I've never heard of. I've never heard of such a thing. He not even. He he's not even trending on. Does he have an Instagram page? Yeah. yeah Sauce one. money dropped. A, it's a, dropped a dope album. Yeah. Yeah. In the nineties. And Sauce Money is actually one of the few rappers who ripped Jay Z to shreds on a track. Yeah, the Hard Knock Life yeah. joint. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, he got another joint. It's um, he got I one on. It's, uh, it's on the Hard Knock. It's, yeah, it's on the Hard Knock Life. Die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if I, boy, he ripped Jay Z yeah. apart. Don't cry, my niggas. Just yeah. cry, my niggas. Yeah. Bust bullets in, in the, the sky, sky, my niggas. niggas. When I'm gone, and then you know my niggas. And then you know he wrote he wrote that uh, that what's name too what? that uh missing you for B. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. that. Uh, so that. when you hear when you hear Diddy, he wrote, oh, he wrote missing you. Damn. Yeah. When you hear Diddy's corny ass, it's kind of hard with you not around. <laughs> I know yeah. you went and have it smiling. Yeah, that was really, sauce money, bro. Yeah, really, sauce money talking about his grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's. So, yeah. But look, <laughs> Why you- before we were before we were recording, we were talking about Diddy and his super gay interview on uh on uh drink drink champs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nigga, Diddy was so mad he couldn't buy Fifty Cent some new clothes. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> he was so disappointed that yeah, 50 Cent bro. declined his, yeah. his his invite to buy some new clothes. Yeah, he want to take him shopping. <laughs> well, I got to take him shop. He needs some clothes. <laughs> wow. That was so funny. Wow. <laughs> but yo, Sauce Money's super dope. Yeah, yo. Sauce Money dope, man. Like he, um, it, it was another, it's another ghost writer out there, man. That don't, it's a lot of well, them. Jay-Z well, yeah, was a, a ghost writer and a lot of folks yeah. don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Jay-Z, when he dissed yeah. Mace, Jay-Z said, um, Mace this Jay-Z first. This is a throwback moment. Oh, yeah. New Young, yeah. get the hell out of here. Take <laughs> your ass to bed. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a throwback moment, though. But no, no. Jay-Z dissed Mace, and it was so clear. Mace dissed him first. He said, um, 
all I hear is platinum that and platinum this, but you don't have no platinum hits. Yeah. Yeah. And 97, Jay-Z was not platinum right. at all. Oh, yeah. Right. And Jay-Z said, he said, why I always got a beef with the weakest nigga out the crew? I probably made more money off your album than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You know what the fuck we do and how we done it. <laughs> how I bring the niggas like, who probably want it. He's like, even your own videos, you always be number yeah, two. Yeah, check your own video. video. You always number be number two. Yeah, I'm plat. But Jay Z said, I brought this up though because Jay Z said that he said, I'm platinum a million times. Nigga, check the record. S. Carter, Ghost Rider. And for the right price, I, I can even you know, your shit, shit title. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that shit. <laughs> so <Yeah>. clever. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost. So, so mm-hmm. why, why you, since you mentioned Jay Z, okay. What's his best album? To you, oh man, Jay Z's best album would probably be <sighs> lyrically Hard Knock Life Volume uh, Two. Is the production wise, I go with Volume Three. Uh, Reason I, 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 dope. I would say lyrically, yeah. I'm trying to think. Volume the second album is that the one with uh, in uh yeah, in, Volume in One in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. The one, the one with the song about his uh his brother. You must yeah, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I thought about this though, right? Um, nah, go ahead. You can't leave out Blueprint One. That's a yeah, yeah. Too. Blueprint One Blueprint is one's a classic album. too. I think it's too commercial. The Blueprint One is uh, I think it's too commercial. The other Blueprints trash, but yeah, Blueprint all the other Blueprints are yeah. weird. Blueprint One, but Blueprint is, Three was alright though. It was. But I think damn, I didn't know Blueprint Three existed. Jay Z was always a leader of the pack. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't a diss. His production has. Always mm-hmm. been yeah, out yeah. of this world. Mm-hmm. When yeah. he came out with Blueprint, that was everybody's introduction to Kanye, Kanye and, and Jess Blaze. Mm-hmm. Jess Blaze, yeah, yeah. that's Blaze. soulful shit. Yeah, and I think that's really what worked for Jay. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm, ever evolving. My favorite yeah. song off of Blueprint is Never Change. Mine, yeah, my yeah. favorite joint. Yeah, that's my alarm and shit. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what I get late to work every day too. Never change. <laughs> Still ain't changed, nigga. Late to work every day. But, but you mentioned some earlier about um, just a lot of artists that's not even known underground. Yeah, that's big. And and you know, being here in Charlotte, we don't. I don't know why not. We just don't see that a lot. Yeah. It's not a. It's not a lot of hip hop underground shows. Whereas if I go back home to Raleigh Durham that's what I'm gonna get you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. but here in Charlotte you just don't even see that and I'm sure it exists but yeah. the one thing about Charlotte and I don't know if Baltimore is the same or not but one thing about Charlotte the city when it comes to like artistry like artistry hip hop in particular hip hop it's a crab in a bucket mentality like they don't want they don't want say if you was rapping they wouldn't I wouldn't want you to to do real good or book shows or do shit because yeah. I don't want you to be that nigga. I want to be that nigga. Like everybody yeah. want to be the, the king of yeah. Charlotte when it comes to hip hop. And and another thing that like is killers too is that this is a transplant city. 
and not everybody going to support it because mm-hmm. some like Durham, that may be a generational city who people, there's generational people of Durham. So there's, there's that pride. They want to see somebody from Durham do good. They want a hip hop artist to come out represent 919. But in Charlotte, it's not but that. But it's a lot of factors because even little brother, all of them are not from Durham. They went to Central and they probably stayed there. You know what I'm saying? But they, rep- yeah, they, put, they put that 919 on their back though. Y- yeah, like we can ready to have a bar fest. Which is just going back and forth lyrically, and I was. Can like, I come to the bar? Sure, I, yeah. When is, when is? I send the information. I got to look it up. I just saw it, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be dope because yeah. I'm always it's about like smack, huh? About like smack URL. They battling each other, mm-hmm. or they. Barfest, yeah, it's a mm. festival, okay. and we might like, need to document that now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like I believe it's here. Like it's too many people that work yeah. in the arts here for everybody to be against somebody. But yeah. Charlotte's is super crunk. Like if we more that bounce, like where hip, well, Raleigh and Durham and Greensboro might be super straight hip hop. Yeah. The essence. I'm going to put a pen to paper. I'm going to come up with the lyrics. But Charlotte's not that. It's more like somebody for like a little boozy when when my hair when a little scrappy those are the type of shit that we that they appreciate we appreciate it was those tell the club up mm-hmm. blah 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 like if you come in here trying to spit some super lyrical shit they gonna look <laughs> at you crazy you know what I'm saying yeah 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 but when I'm, I and I understand that I'm just saying like if you go to North Camp Inn or if you go to Noda where people have venues and they're I've been to Noda yeah and North, yeah. North Camp Inn always have um, African festival African American festivals well, let or, me ask you is, is that where the niggas keep it real at <laughs> Probably. Probably. And I was just I was just talking it uh with this about Dante, like somebody wrote an article about how um Charlotte is a waste of city when it comes to African American culture. Which is I'd have to disagree with that. Go, I mean, <laughs> in a way yeah, see, I agree. He's outsider coming he's in. He's an outsider, now, right. Look, but 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 if he could see that, if he sees something different it got to speak values. Right, because I think, so you're coming from Baltimore here, so he sees something totally different. Where I'm coming from, Durham here, I'm seeing something totally different. Not to mention, I knew Charlotte in the 90s just like you or, you know, early 2000s up to now. You know what I'm saying? And like you said, it is a transplant city, but... I'm tired of going to the Harvey B. Gant Center to get my dose of African-American culture. Hello. Hello. What so- else do I have? Now, like I said, people are now starting to do more things. Like they got the Art of Cool, mm-hmm. uh, where um, Big Pooh came, okay. stuff like that. that. With, uh, Manny Fish. They Is got that- the uh, Black Food Truck Fridays. Black Food so, Truck I mean, Fridays. So, so people- it's, it's, it, they're trying to, and I think that just has a lot to do with more... Um, Promoters Younger Not even that But just more um, Younger African Americans Getting involved In politics Here In office Okay Yeah Well I think that That And this is from An outsider Looking in you guys So (laughs) Just just my observation But no I think that The last thing you said Black folks 
in positions of power politically, mm-hmm. creating mm-hmm. venues for black art. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly how that has to work. Right. It, ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work no other way. But I think that that's it too. And then also, um, you know, when I was listening to you, I was reminded of a documentary the NFL Network did uh-huh. about the 1991 Atlanta Falcons. You guys watch football, right? Oh, yeah. You watch oh, yeah. football. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deion Sanders and the Falcons. Right. Yeah. So, but the documentary was essentially about how black that Falcons team was. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they had few brothers with yeah, the Jerry. That's Curls. when they had Rising mm-hmm. too. They, yeah, they had, yeah, yeah. And they had Dion and all of that. Yeah. But um, you know, in that documentary, Big Boy and Andre 3000 and Deion Sanders. It was 91, and he was talking about how, at that time, Atlanta was a developing black city. Mm-hmm. And when I come to Charlotte every time, that is what I see. Every time I'm here, I see new buildings being built, mm-hmm. new yeah. business buildings. Yep. New. This is a city that's growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is a city with a black mayor. And I live in a city. We had three black mayors. They ain't getting. They ain't get a lot of nothing done. But they were black, no. <laughs> it was great seeing them sisters right. up in there. But um, so I think that Charlotte right now is could possibly be, and this is from the outside looking in, could possibly be Atlanta. Atlanta yeah, that's what I always say. Growing yeah. and developing. Yeah. I think that you know. All of us, our kids, they're, they will look at Charlotte the mm-hmm. way that we look at Atlanta. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah. You know, but I we're agree. witnessing and living mm-hmm. this cultural change and shift. It's a rebuilding, I yeah. would say, because before we had it. Oh, okay. Okay, so we had Jazz in the Park. Mm. Y'all had what, West Fest? Right. You had Black mm. Summer Camps. Right. Now, tell, tell, let my homeboys up in Baltimore know what. Jazz in the Park, West Fest, and so, yeah. so you got to so, tell us so what it is. West, West Fest was uh, was uh, uh, a festival that was mainly for the West Side of Charlotte, where it, particularly all the black people will live. Those niggas who keep it real. Yeah, that's what Johnson C. Smith is. It's a prominent area and all that. So. So is that the nice school with the boy? They got some nice ass doing. Hey, room. I pre- you know I appreciate you, brothers. <laughs> and they still whack. You know, I appreciate what? you, brothers, because a lot of niggas be hating on that school. No, y'all whack. Why they got them condominiums next to, to that I'll chicken store? I'll take you to my HBCU. <laughs> I appreciate okay. it. You go to my HBCU. You be like, well, where'd you go? We'll talk about that. Yeah, 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 she, yeah, that shit in the country. Don't even worry about. You back in the woods. So, actually, Shauna knows. They so, still got niggas picked. Don't tell me they got niggas no, picked. No, no, our school is way better. Oh, trust hey, yo. me. Does your school have a name? Hey, hey, no, I'm yes. Ta- I'm telling you. You gonna you, tell us? I'm telling you. Nah, look, look, look. Hey, please, just. I'm gonna tell you what school reminds you Yo, you see school days, right? Yeah. You remember Samuel Jackson character? How the motherfuckers looking at town? Okay. That's where her school located. You was a lie. That's a whole lie. Okay. They don't know when, when, they went, when they went to that fast food spot. Yeah. Like, towards the end. First off, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, time out. Flag on the play. Hey. First off, I have two HBCUs. One which Relax. I share Relax. with Shauna. That's the first one, Relax. which is my first. First love is very state of the art. Okay, Hampton? all right. That's one, nah. but not Hampton's one. really, really nice. Yeah, yeah. I went nice. to so I shot the um photography for Morgan's lacrosse team. Okay, mm-hmm. we man, let me. God 
damn, driving through Virginia to get to Hampton, <laughs> it's going to take half your life yeah. you just riding through the woods to get there. Yeah. Yeah. But boy, when you get there, it's nice. To That's my nice second moment. love. But my yeah. first love is State of the Art. And we still don't know the name, ladies. Yeah, don't relax. worry yeah. about it. We'll talk about she it. Ryan. My homeboys in Baltimore. Well, what school does she go to? That's, that's what's going to get you <laughs> let, her, let her know. Yeah. Look like them niggas in, uh, on school days when they went to KFC. That's what school. My school does school. not look like that. That's anyway, more Johnson C. Smith. So okay. Y'all, <laughs> so y'all right across the street from school? churches. And, oh, that's what wait, 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 wait. I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all black colleges. We don't have a churches near us. from churches? Hey. Come on, <laughs> we don't have a churches near us. Y'all got a full line there, y'all don't. Y'all got a Chinese spot. Neither does. Y'all got a dirty. Does, neither got a, does the HBCU. Y'all got a the dirty. City I hail from. It's not a church. Y'all, y'all got, got a dirty. Got a y'all got a dirty story though, because I ain't going front. We got this bomb. We got a sicko. You can go there. Sunny capping right now. Bomb ass chicken. I don't. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know what them Asians in there doing to our chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I got a post. I I do have a post from U.S. Um, news and U.S. News and Reports that talks about the top ten HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Y'all not on there, but both of my HBCUs on there. Hampton and the one who she still has yet yeah. to name. She capping right now. Yeah. No, that's real. You can she look capping. that up. Well, I ain't gonna go back and forth right mm-hmm. now. But yeah, anyway, you know. I appreciate your kind words about my beautiful school, but anyway, oh, yeah. still But but with the <laughs> she hater that she's mad. But anyway, <laughs> with with Charlotte, with when like regentrification took a lot of our. Um, a lot of our culture away, you know. Gentrification. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, so we had gentrification in Baltimore. You know how we cut that shit down? How y'all do that? We rioted, burned them <laughs> motherfuckers down with them white folks. No, you sh- you sure you want to live close to these niggas? Uh-huh. We got over here. So what? what happened with us is this: uh-huh. they came in and they fooled everybody. Look, we here to clean up the neighborhoods because the neighborhoods oh. was pretty bad. Yeah, and you know. As a law-abiding citizen, even a black person, you you might live in a black neighborhood, but you don't want to live around crime. So you thinking like, oh shit, they coming around cleaning up the neighborhood, but it was like, see what happened. It was the greatest trust- magic trick ever. You know what I'm when you trust them white people with power, you see what happened. Then slowly but surely, they start fading them out. You yeah. know, and then our neighborhood, like I can't go to my old neighborhood, and I don't, rem- I have no memories. Remembrance of my old neighborhood. It's just something else. Yeah. There's as a white person walking their dog right now in my old neighborhood. And I mean, it's not. I mean, saying there's nothing anything wrong with that, but all I'm saying is it wiped out all our culture. Yeah. And mm-hmm. people that move here, the couple of things they say is, "Oh man, y'all don't have any culture or." Where where are all the black people at? I'm like, yeah, it's the black people here. That's the question I get. Like, I had a friend um, that came up to visit me. Now, granted, she was coming from Atlanta. Atlanta got hundreds, and and that was her main question. Right, that was her main question. Like, where's all the where's all the black people? Where y'all go? Like, where do where's y'all lounges? Like. We don't away have. from you apparently. That's <laughs> yeah. what you said. We avoiding your ass. We don't. Okay. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> not. I mean, I guess it's in a rebuilding stage, like you said. I can't relate. Yeah, it's Shauna shows me where all the black folks is at. We appreciate you, Shauna. Thank you, Shauna. Well, y'all, y'all need to <laughs> hang out. She, with she her. be killing. I know where I'm, I know where they at because I'm from here. She just like she don't. 
understand. Well, have y'all been to Midnight Diner? Because there's lots of niggas oh, over there. Oh, a lot of niggas But that's what I'm diners. saying. I'm not talking about commercial <laughs> places, right? It's not even commercial I'm ta- No, no. I'm talking about historical places. Okay. Like, if you go to where I'm from, Durham, uh, mm-hmm. you could go to the Hay Tai Heritage Center, which is the old St. Joseph AME Church where You're Martin H- Luther King... The mysterious HBCU. Is it in Durham? No. <laughs> it's not in... Is it in North Carolina? Yes. It is in North Carolina. So, so, is it but you, Oh, no. Nah, it's C-A-N-T. Keep nah, going. Nah. Keep going. It's just... Those one are Winston-Salem. Nah, dang no, that's it. A, that's <laughs> nah, dang <laughs> it. <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I ain't it. Uh, relax, relax. So, Bennett, is it Bennett? No, no I'm kind of Bennett. Bennett. No, well, that's all the ones I know. There's, There's a lot of HBCUs in North Carolina. Yeah, you forget one. Oh, oh, no, nah. Livingstone, yeah, Elizabeth City State. Oh, already right, so okay. Yeah. She, <laughs> but I'm just all saying. right. My homies in Boston, we will never know what's going <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's stop <laughs> snitching, man. All right, yo, but yo, I would say though, tonight I learned. You know, it was a great conversation. Oh yeah, man. oh yeah. Have fun tonight. That, that you need. That's often you need to have these combos, but I don't think we have them enough. You know. Yeah. I think we need to have these a little bit more often. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you talking like the conversation over now. Wait, don't tell me you kicking a nigga out. Now, wait, <laughs> no, we ain't kicking you out now. I know I listen like, about to get the about stop to kill us. Yeah, yeah we, we about one thirty in, so you know we try to keep it, try to keep it quick, man. They're like, man, y'all be killing them long episode. <laughs> what you do is you chop it up, part one, part two, mystery right. <laughs> <Yeah>. episode. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying yeah. to we, joint for trying y'all. to create this part too, which mm-hmm. is I don't know how they want to do it just yet, but you know okay. we'll go get it going. It's sure. gonna be good. School Shout out to the right <laughs> away. Yo, but anyway, Ryan, can- <laughs> which are really great flavors of Skittles, <laughs> really great Skittle flavors. Yeah. You know, go ahead and get you some. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Ryan, please uh-huh. tell our listeners where they can find all your 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 short films and what you got going on right now. Sure thing. So, um, the most recent project that I've worked. Let me put my series voice on. <laughs> <laughs> so, the most recent project that I've worked on is called Water in a Broken Glass. Um, it's a feature length film. It's already been finished. Okay. It's it's directed by Jamel Williams Thomas. And it is currently on the independent film market. Wow. Okay. Water in a Broken Glass. You can YouTube it. It has a website and everything, IMDb, or you can just Google it. Okay. Um, prior to that, Miles and Waverly. Waverly is spelled W-A-V-E-R-L-Y. Miles okay. Miles and Waverly. Um, all of my films can be, um, you can check out all of my films on Ryan's filmreel.tumblr.com um, I'm working with a co- company called Tierra's West Films Okay, and we have a new joint coming out called Undo it's uh-huh. another short and it's simply a matter it's a dope ass story uh-huh. about a group of people who wish that they could undo the actions that they because we've all done some shit that uh-huh. man I wish I could take that back and but you can't pretty good, pretty good concept I yeah might. yeah yeah it's a great concept so undo be on the lookout for that um, it will be available on Amazon Prime okay shout out to Tierra West Films by the oh, way T- Tierra is spelled T-I-A-R-A 
West yeah. Films. Okay. Check yeah. it out on Amazon make, Prime. Make sure you keep us informed on that one. Well, invite me back. Yeah. And then we can, and then there we go with that. Hey, okay. Once, okay. once you've okay. you been on, man, you all, you family now. Oh, yeah. So you, oh, yeah. Right. you all, you want, you part of one of your podcast family. So you always got the, the extended welcome whenever you come back to the town, man. You more, oh, happy. Yeah. Definitely. You more than happy to have you back on. So I would love to have uh, I'd love to introduce you guys to TRS so she can come up here and Okay, cool. You if you think I'm cool, you'd love her, man. She's she's a really dope sister. That's okay. Awesome. Um That's she's a up. self-taught filmmaker, man. And mm. man, you got to give props to yeah. that because mm-hmm. to just the ability to teach yourself something that you do yeah. not know. And usually the ones that teach themselves end up being the best. Nice in the motherfucker. Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. what? What? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know? I know a guy that um, I think he he taught himself a graphic design. Okay, he mm-hmm. wanted he wanted to top that. I know. Mm. Yeah, price is probably out this world. Could don't tell me because I ain't trying to have a heart Chatty, attack. <laughs> <laughs> nah, right. he, he ain't got no high price. He good. He good. It's, <laughs> he re- it's, it's reasonable for, for, for his work. It's reasonable oh, for right. his well, work. That's, I'm glad he's still keeping it hood. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta keep it hood. Oh yeah, that's all but, right. But yo, but we appreciate you, Ryan, for coming on. S dot, thank not. y'all for showing Absolutely. up tonight and and coming in and you know just coming on our platform to talk. So we appreciate that. Oh yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. Did we did we did we touch on everything? Did we are we missing anything? Alright we good <laughs> <laughs> Alright That's it that's I, think we, I think we did a good job yeah, man. Good, so, right. Yo we missed Petty nigga moment But it was a great conversation You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying I, I don't have Nothing else to say Do anybody else Have anything to say Before we end it No y'all know I ain't got nothing to say Yo <laughs> I, Well our usual Ryan you got anything To say before we end it no man, I'm ready to find some food. Just ready to find some food. <laughs> there we go. We're gonna let you go and then get that food. But yo, as always, you can follow us at uh, 100 Podcast on Instagram. Um, please subscribe to us. We on in, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Google Music. Yeah. Um, Stitcher. Uh, I feel like I'm missing uh, some platform. SoundCloud. SoundCloud. All right, and also too, you know, if you have any comments or you want to have, you have any topics, oh, yeah. you can email us at the number one hundred podcast at gmail dot com. Oh yeah. So without that, without further ado, we over and out. One hundred. One hundred. Peace.